At the Ohio Lottery, we wondered if we could recreate perfection. So we re-engineered the revolutionary $10, 50, 100, 500 scratch-off into a companion scratch-off. The new $5, 25, 50, 250. More compact, more accessible, three equally flawless increments of prizes. 25, 50, and $250. Play 50, 100, 500, and 25, 50, 250 and experience winning in its cleanest form. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, everyone. We're two girls. We're bored. And we're also busy. So this is the new and improved Suddenly Grown. We're in our last year of college. So if you're in your early 20s, finishing high school or in college and you just want to vibe, stick around. However, if you're also significantly older and you just want to get into the minds of some 20-year-old women in a non-creepy way, come ahead and join us. Hi everyone! So we took a bit of a hiatus. Um, We started this podcast with the intentions of posting every week and it was going to be like an audio diary of what's going on in our lives. It would have been perfect. We had this entire whole last plan to be like the ultimate podcasters. We were going to have a robust Instagram and then we kind of got busy and then we just stopped posting or recording. To be fair, we do have a few archive videos that we literally never got around to posting. But we're back yeah, but and we're better than ever. Are we, though? Are we better I than like ever? I like to think so. I think we're busier than ever. Like, if we're completely honest, like, the month of December was a lot. The, the, the month of November and December were a lot. And, like, we had a lot of readjustments to do in our lives. And so we could not. We did not have the capacity to post, you know. No, we did not. I think every last bit of energy that we had went towards our schoolwork and then when the little bit went towards eating or eating sleeping playing with my dog and then like the little like honestly like the little bit we had left went towards watching tv because i i had no brain capacity to do anything else Mm -hmm. yeah so some of the things that we decided to kind of change in the new year because you know new year new resolutions and all that But I think for me this year, I wanted to have resolutions that were a bit more, uh, you know, attainable. Mm -hmm. So I decided to get back into reading. I think I mentioned before that I had fallen out of the habit of reading before. And now my goal is not as ambitious as yours. My goal is to read like three books a month and (laughs) by the end of the year. And uh, I started out by reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. And I'm reading this one book called Between Between Shades of Grey right now. And it's like about, um, it's like set in 1941. And it's about a family during the Second World War in Lithuania. Lithuania? Yeah, that country. And the way Russia invaded and stuff. So it was really cool. I'm learning history, but Mm -hmm. not. Oh my God, before we continue, I have a history joke for you. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Oh, God. <laughs> just, okay. So, why did World War One end so early? Why did it? Because they were Russian. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I there's a follow-up. Why did okay. World War Two take so long? 
Why? Because they were Stalin. Are you serious? Is this all Russia related at this point? I don't know. You just said Russia. And I remember. <laughs> to be fair, uh, no, I don't. I don't normally like historical fiction. You know, that's not my favorite. That is not genre. your genre at all. But I feel guilty because I got a bunch of books from friends that I've just never had the time to read. And mm-hmm. so I told myself before I buy a new book or check out an ebook or anything, I need to finish the ones I have in my house. And nice. so that's what I've been doing. And it's it's actually a really decent book. It's not that hard to read either. It's a very healthy goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Um, reading more, I think, is also on my list as well. Um, mm-hmm. I started to get ba- back into reading um, when quarantine began, but also I realized that after, I think like, since I turned 14 or ever since I entered high school, um, reading used to be my main thing to do outside of like the activities that I absolutely had to do. So like school, sleeping, Mm -hmm. eating, um, and reading used to be my go-to, but it was replaced by TV, which I think made me, (laughs) it made me lazy. Not to say that there aren't some great TV shows out there. It just, watching TV mindlessly is so much easier than actively picking up a book yeah then picking up a book and picking up any book at this point and to Uh, be completely fair yes we are both humanities majors we literally read for our majors yeah that is true we read like hundreds of pages (laughs) (laughs) weekly so you know i would really like to take a break after having to read about like feminist mystiques and i'm like oh great Mm -hmm. i don't want to read more i just want to do something brainless and like sink into my bed and watch people fall in love or watch girls do something stupid i don't want to read (laughs) like after i attend a two and a half hour lecture where the professor starts by being so last night's reading was a bit difficult i know i struggled it with it myself like a woman with a whole phd right and like 30 years of teaching experience is saying that so but but can we just talk about how we're literally paying people to so that we can teach ourselves right now? Can we just before we get into discussions? We, whatever, that's that's their point. Right. They're like because the game I show hosts. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I had been duped until I look at our syllabus and she just has readings and papers and she's like, Okay guys, in lecture, I don't lecture. I don't believe in using class time to talk to you or at you, so we will have discussions mm-hmm. and I just want to hear your opinions and I'm like, ma'am, I don't have the PhD. I am not the one who went to school for this. Why am I doing coming up to the conclusions myself? Why why? And then like so because of the Zoom environment that we're in, it'll just be like me with my camera on in a classroom of 30 and nobody else wants to speak exactly i went to class today the entire time it was me and my professor with the camera on with 23 people sitting there mics off cameras off and is it, is it the, like, the hot prof with the turtleneck? No, no, no. This is the other class. Oh, okay. This is All the other right. class. In the class with the turtleneck, because there's two professors, it's a little... I Like, I don't feel as bad about not having my camera mm-hmm. on because that was mm-hmm. a lot more and I feel like I'd get a lot... I, I feel judged in that class. And in that class, people don't even turn on their cameras in breakout rooms. That's how bad <laughs> it is. I... It's awkward. Really, it is awkward when you're there. And I've... I just stopped giving all like all fucks like literally i will will be in the breakout room and i'm eating because if you guys aren't gonna talk or even look at me or just like pop out until the breakout room i literally like i'm sipping coffee in the in the main room 
you're sipping coffee in the main room. I'm eating. Like, my siblings will bring food to me, like, full <laughs> African dishes, Cameroonian dishes, and I'll be eating my... You know how sometimes, like, there are cuts of meat that are really hard mm-hmm. to, like, break apart, and I'm just there struggling with my meat. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I also feel like because there are... There are very few seniors in all of my classes. I don't know where mm-hmm. they all disappeared. I feel like there's so few of us and we're all like scattered across all the classes. And the underclassmen mm-hmm. just don't care. And I'm like, well, if y'all don't care, I don't care. Right. Can you imagine though how, I don't know if sad is the word for it, the freshmen now, their experience of college starts with online classes. Oh. Yeah, that this is what college is for them. Like, they don't mm-hmm. get the pleasure of their professor's ignoring them in office hours or (laughs) (laughs) or breaking a sweat trying to run from class a to class b or this very lovely experience i had my freshman year where the professors had a list right of all the names in a 600 level class and they would just randomly call us oh they can still do that in zoom classes as well i think but but the thing is in zoom class you can just pretend that you are not there that is a good point (laughs) like i remember Remember, if you're, like, present enough and your professor knows you and they'll be like, um, is, is she here? Excuse me? Melanie, are you here? And Melanie be hiding in the, in the, like, the seat, the in her seat because seating? she does yeah. in the balcony seats, yeah, because she doesn't want to get called. No, no, no. But, or um, the pleasurable experience of when your professor doesn't actually know anyone's name but you and one other person. And when that other person doesn't show up, guess who's being called for every you. single question? <laughs> Thank or, you, Charles. That was my philosophy professor last winter. Mm. The only person. It was a class of 72 people. I did not stand out in that class. I did the bare minimum. And occasionally I would comment on what we, on the documentaries that he showed us. They're pretty interesting documentaries. Mm-hmm. And like, I was usually reading during his class. Like I would be reading like a, mm-hmm. like a book because last winter is when I started reading again. Like I'd be reading like a, like an ebook during his class. Mm-hmm. And he was always like, He's like, wow, you can read and, like, pay attention at the same time. And I was like, sir, I promise you I can do so much more. <laughs> there was so much I dead time in that class. No, um, it was one of my friends. So she's a hijabi, right? And so she got, she got confused for somebody else, right? And this, and, like, she's pretty, like, lighter skinned. She, in terms of, she's from India. She's really, really, like, fair skinned. And so... The professor Did they literally calls her somebody for a Somalian girl. I don't know if they confuse. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I don't know if okay. they confuse if she was Somali or like, but she was Muslim and she was wearing a hijabi. And the girl literally was like, so she's ca- they're calling her name and she's like, that's that's me, sir. Um, actually, I'm right here. And like he looked at someone and was like, hey, you. So, damn. It's like our biology thing is, teacher the- all over again right the confidence that he had you know i would have just pointed at the student and be like hey can you just like explain but he had to say her name and attribute her with a different face it was bold quite bold of him i appreciate but, um, that so we've really gotten too. quite a ways away from 2021 goals and that's fine because we have the rest <laughs> of the year to fill everyone in our goals so we shared one yeah. of our goals which is to read more um i think i ended the year last year having read 93 books something like that look at her the scholar that she is <laughs> were they all good books or they were trash were they trash no um it was a good mix i think i came out of it having read like f- five or six books that i rated five stars and i am like okay. i am very stringent with 
my stars. I don't like giving half mm-hmm. stars. Um, mm-hmm. And very rarely does a book receive five stars or even four mm-hmm. stars. I think most of the books that mm-hmm. I end up reading are usually like three and a half-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like there were only four books that I started and I could not finish. I usually like when I start a book, it has to be really, really bad for me to not want to finish it because um, mm-hmm. it's a pride thing. But there were four books that yeah, I ended up not thing. finishing. Of a pride thing yeah it, it's really hard for me not to finish books or movies or anything it's hard for me to not finish things in general and like it has to be trash yeah it was like they, they were just like they were truly bad there were books that yeah. fun fact they were books that i found on book talk book talk doesn't know really? what it's talking about most of the time oh okay that's interesting because i the, the books i found on book talk have been really good i mean that one that one girl who just made me buy a book without even oh my god having read it i first. love her Right. Oh, I um, can't. Do you know, okay, do you know I'm going to go look her up. I'm going to go look up her handle. I love her so much. So she recommended this book. It was called The Immortal Life of Addie LaRue. And, or The Invisible, pardon me, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And like the way she described the book, I had to just buy it. And I've never been so quick at buying books before. But um, I truly appreciated it. But um, I think that we should actually start talking about what we meant to talk about, which is media like yes we, we meant to talk about movies today so over break i had the pleasure we had the pleasure of watching a lot of stuff this girl convinced me to watch the wild you watched Shits, Shits creek right you finished I watched it Shits creek for the first time it was mm-hmm. so good and we will talk about it at a later time and then i've like we've been watching korean dramas for a while now and i noticed like the love that for korean dramas on tiktok and like just everywhere now but mm-hmm. we will also do an episode about our favorite korean dramas we yeah, switched we, we, i'm we watching switched. we traded k dramas i'm watching startup at the moment and, yes, and you're watching, I am watching uh, dodo soul soul la la soul <laughs> it's weird but i really like that one and then the one I'm thing that we're going to talk yeah you are i'm into okay. it I, think, I didn't know if you like we'll it. discuss it at a later time but i'm into it i'm a few episodes oh. in and okay. it's it's enter it's weird but it's entertaining right that's what i thought i'm on episode 11 of startup at the moment okay. i'm almost done with you're it. almost done okay. you only got five episodes to go right and then the thing that we're going to talk to you t- about today is everyone's favorite oh wait, bridgerton. wait, wait. before we do the what? reveal though i guess you already did the reveal we will talk I about bridgerton today but we will. life update so we are still seniors in college uh yes thank god um one of us this will be graduating. You're going to be graduating this quarter. I will be graduating next no, no. quarter. I'm graduating next quarter, but I'm done this quarter. Yes, but you're done. Like, this is your last quarter of instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Like, like you're studying for the MCAT because you're going to be a fancy doctor someday. That's and I need, like, a big girl job. <laughs> I also need a big girl job just for a year You also need a big <laughs> girl job in the interim. But, like, I need a big girl job, like health insurance. And you need a career. Dental. Yeah, you need a career. Like, I need a... Yeah job to start my career you need exactly. a job to fill the time until you go to med school exactly but also something that contributes to your career not like something random um, i mean obviously not <laughs> so between job hunting and school and the various hobbies that we have picked up which we will mm-hmm. tell you more about later as well at some point it's a lot <laughs> it's been a lot and so we've and decided that's what... to pivot in terms yes. of the the podcast and i think at least for the foreseeable future, we will be focusing on media that we like to consume because we consume quite a lot of it in the form of books, movies, TV shows. 
mm-hmm. TikToks. And even music. Tic- we're not music. talking about TikToks. We talk about TikToks. We do. We do. And music. YouTube. Or how do you, how do you even do mu- music reviews? I think you need to be trained in order to do that. I can tell you I follow this vocal coach on YouTube oh. and I love watching him react to people sing. I, I'm tone deaf and when I sing it sounds like dying cats. But watching him react <laughs> to not. songs that I really enjoy just makes me really happy because he's not overly critical. He only reviews songs that mm-hmm. like he can give constructive criticism about because there are people oh, like who Brad are already, Mundo. Yeah, there are people who are already so mm-hmm. talented where like all he can do is nitpick at that point, and that's mm-hmm. really fun to watch. So, so he's I feel like, like you have to have actual so talent he, to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. It can't be but like two idiots with a mic, me. like us. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be us but two idiots with a mic can't should we change our names to two idiots with a mic i think suddenly grown is good for now two girls that are bored and busy is good for okay, now fine those are enough those are fine. enough names for us but two idiots with a mic at least for now are going to review bridgerton that sounds like a dude podcast to be honest it right? totally does Hi, we're two dudes with a mic <laughs> No, it's two I'm idiots sorry. in a mic. But also, like... Oh, sorry. Two idiots in a mic. Yeah. Hi. We're two idiots with a mic. I'm Chad. And that's Brad. Maybe Come we hang with us. to, like, increase our male viewership, though. If we'd sp- if I was Chad and you were Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, right. we have ethnic names. I don't think our ethnicity gets wiped out by becoming men. No, but I still like to be Brad or Chad. Brad Chad. Okay. I think I'd be Brad okay, Chad. I'd I think be, you yeah, could really, I, I could, feel I like could Chad. do Chad justice. I think you could really do that name justice. Do you think Chad would be like, yeah, bro, like, yeah. let's hang? Hell yeah. You can. And Brad would be like, yeah, <laughs> okay, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. I'll say, I'm so sorry, guys. We will be. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Bridgerton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so it was a Shonda show. Shonda Rhimes. It's a Shonda show. It was a Shonda, it's a Shonda show. show. It's okay. So when I first, um, I don't do period dramas. I don't do it. Something about them just seems real racist to me. Like, I don't watch <laughs> The Crown. I just feel really uncomfortable. I don't, I'm just really uncomfortable with, like, the British, like, royalty. I don't watch that type of chef stuff. But... I saw it was on, like, you know, scrolling through Netflix. I see Bridgerton, and I was like, all right, some other British stuff, British shit. But then I see Bridgerton, Shondaland, and I was like, I'm watching, just because it has Shonda's name on it. Like, that's truly why I watched this. Mm-hmm. And and I also had seen so many people on TikTok telling me to watch Bridgerton, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fine, let's go for it. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I was, you know, it, it was a it was it wasn't bad it was just like not the best period drama that i've ever seen yeah i think so in my case i have seen period dramas like ones that are well done um i've seen probably three or four that i really enjoyed um let me tell you if you're gonna start watching bridgerton expecting downton abbey you're gonna be disappointed like right in the beginning like don't this is not stiff british humor this is no. This is um, this is very much a American period piece that is m- made palatable for American. Right. For yeah, she's right, um, she's right on that one. Yeah, but I would what say. What do we? Sorry, go ahead. What do we love? 
what do we, we love, love about um, this? The hair. I think I thought the hair, the hair and makeup was very tastefully done. I I the thing is since I don't watch period dramas and I'm not really into the period, I don't think any of that was historically accurate. Oh, absolutely I don't, not. Nor was absolutely the, not. Yeah. Nor were the um the costumes but i did learn mm-hmm. that in terms of the costumes this is very common in most period dramas unless it's a very very like british period drama and they're like trying super difficult like super hard to be a- historically accurate typically what they do is they take a time period and the time period before it and the time period after it and they combine mm. the most popular elements from those time periods and put it all together because that's actually pretty cool if you notice what the men and women were wearing, like oftentimes in one mm-hmm. situation they'd be wearing something um, significantly different than what they'd wear at the ball the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thought the I, costumes were enjoyable to look at. I mean, the Featheringtons were a hot mess. Like every time I looked at them, I just I was really disgusted, truly yeah. disgusted, truly. And that's but they're supposed, the, what they're supposed I, to be repulsive individuals. That's fair. What I loved. The dude. I'm, like, sh- call me shallow. I don't care. Reggae Jean-Paul? Pa- Page? I just called him Jean-Paul. Uh, Reggae Jean- Jean-Page. Is he French? Beautiful man. No, he's British and Zimbabwean, but, like, oh. his name, Reggae, it's, it has an accent on the E, so I kind of lost mm-hmm. it a bit. Accent but- on the E. Okay, we're getting fancy <laughs> I now, okay? <laughs> it, I, I'm looking at his we name now. We do not speak French. Continue. You know, I'm not proud of it. The language of my colonizers. I'm not. But um, this man is beautiful. Like, beautiful. I, like, I don't know if it's because he's attractive or because of the witty banter between him and the main character mm-hmm. that makes him so attractive. And I think it's that. I think it's that. Like, the, their the conversation. I think yeah. I was there for the conversation between the two. I think the protagonist, yes she was she she did fall into the damsel in distress trope but i think mm-hmm. i think they tried to make her a strong independent character and she still kind of fell into the damsel distress trope but in the process she made some good burns oh absolutely I she was but my, every time she called him a rake i was like oh <laughs> or when but they went for the a thing promenade is much, right but how much could they do to be honest given the time period how much autonomy could they give her exactly. how, especially given her status yeah there yeah. was really not much that they could do to make her the most empowered woman that they could have is she yeah the part of the show was also to, sh- to like to depict how hard it was to be a woman in that time period mm-hmm. and like some of the struggles that they had as women so like it was impossible which the girl still had a lot more freedoms than would have been historically accurate so like it, it, we're not looking at historical accuracy here i would say we are in not. terms of the show itself I enjoyed a lot of the side storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were really good. I liked the sister uh, plotline mm-hmm. where she was struggling with finding her own way in life. The fact that she did not want to be, um, she didn't want to just get married and have kids. She wanted to go to school and be an academic. Yeah. The Her older brother, her the eldest brother, I hated him. Anthony, was his, his name Anthony? I him a lot. I disliked Ugh. the middle brother as well. I mean, I liked him, but I also kind of disliked mm-hmm. him. The fact that For his little reason. sister had to tell him that uh, you can true, do whatever you his want. Dream. Literally, I was like, why, why does a 12-year-old have to tell you this? Right, she was 12, too. Actually, she's like 30 years old in real life. Yeah, like, she's, 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 yeah. both of them are. Her and her friend, they're right. not like 30, but they're definitely Penelope. 
significantly older. Significantly older. Yeah. No, one of them is 30. I swear to God, one of them is 30. Okay. But, um, so those are the things that I liked. And one thing that you'll notice when you first watch Bridgerton is their interpretation of race in the their decision <laughs> to kind of make it... Um, which some people liked and some people didn't. Let me just, I guess, my initial thoughts about that is... At first, I thought it was fine, right? Because it looked like they were having a colorblind cast. But then... In one episode, in the middle of the freaking show, they mention race, mm-hmm. and then they drop it. And they right? never There's mention this part, it again. Right. And you understand that it's actually not colorblind casting, because you see the fact that they don't put ethnicities of all color. They don't put all different ethnicities, right? The only people that you see are either in, like, speaking roles, are either white people or biracial black people or mixed mm-hmm. black people. You don't actually see... A lot of you see there was one asian lady i think she had like one line she was the the queen's uh lady in lady in waiting no there was one um at the tailor there was an asian lady there. you know yeah i don't know i just i, I noticed her. i didn't know that the lady in waiting was asian i think the queen one of the one of the servants was asian i think there were quite a few asian mm. people as like extras working there for were. the queen but they weren't like mm-hmm. they were in non-speaking roles so it doesn't i don't know if that counts yeah. as no, I don't think it counts. I don't yeah. think it counts as having diverse cast. And, like, I I want to say that I understand the effort there, but I don't think it was well done at Mm-mm. all. Like, I think, okay, maybe my interpretation of colorblind is wrong, but I thought by colorblind, they just meant that they wouldn't stick to historical accuracy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and would just have color people of all have, like, ethnicities people of different yeah. ethnicities playing each of the roles and it wouldn't matter what ethnicity like hamilton were. yeah like hamilton exactly. yeah like hamilton like, that's what i assumed too. i assume like they'd maybe, maybe they'd have an asian person somewhere or like a brown person or a black person within the main families and then have it just go together because that's what you expect from a play i feel like Maybe people expect more cohesiveness from a show, which is why they tried to put it in through the Queen's family and, like, establish some sort of a... No, but then they didn't do it very well because what they did in the show was they had, like, the Queen, who was black, marry a white, the white king. And I think there was a different in status, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get you know, the the merging of two kingdoms that were once separated by color. But then that's literally the one sentence we get about race. And it was tied to race and love. And then like we never touch we never touch on it ever again. Yeah. And I was watching a video where this woman was this girl was talking about like race baiting in this show and I definitely feel that because Define race baiting. Anyone who like it's like it's basically like um you're gonna you, it looks like you're gonna be diverse in either hiring black people or even mm-hmm. having a diverse cast, yeah. but then you don't actually go all the way. And you see a lot of this with like shows where they want to have black people, right? And I can only speak for black people, but they want to have black people. And instead of hiring like full black people, they will hire biracial people or they will hire like lighter skinned people to make it more palatable. Biracial as well, right? Mm-hmm. Main character, but it's, it's also like a really upsetting trope. If you notice it throughout the entire show, it's there are two things that I found really upsetting, and I'm not sure if this is intentional or is like this is just a thing that happens in movies now. It's like the all the women who were in love or I guess deserving of love were biracial or lighter skin. There wasn't like there were darker skin women in the entire movie as extras, mm-hmm. right? But the ones that actually ended up falling in love were 
the one, the queen, who was lighter skinned, and um, Marina, who was also lighter skinned. But then if you see the difference with what they did with Marina and with Daphne Bridgerton, is that Daphne fell in love to a respectable man. Marina got pregnant out of wedlock, and her life went into ruin. And it just happened that Marina ends up being the black one. <laughs> and so it's like, it's hard to ignore this because the casting wasn't colorblind, right? Because if it had just been like randomly and you see all a different mix of people, I wouldn't have cared. But now I just can't help but noticing that because it happens a lot in Hollywood. You mm-hmm. notice, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. I think that extends to other cultures as well. But I feel like... Um, mm-hmm with other cultures or at least like with brown people what i've noticed it's typically not they won't put a biracial person in what they'll do Mm -hmm. is brown people just fall into a certain stereotype Mm -hmm. and that stereotype is perpetuated like throughout the industry very rarely will you find a brown person in a role that doesn't have to do with their culture or what they'll Mm -hmm. do is they'll they'll like make the person brown but they'll give them like a very white name like chad or mm-hmm. raj or like a, a monosyllabic so they're a whitewashed name them. so that they're like incredibly whitewashed but they're still indian mm. yeah. so there's really no winning it's either one or the other like you're mm-hmm. either like a techie like a very like stereotypical role that's or why i really like master and yeah that's why i really like master of none i like master of none. did you not like master of none i did enjoy that i do know there was some controversy with aziz and sorry a few years ago yeah where he sexually he sexually assaulted he sexually assaulted a I don't know if it was a coworker. There were allegations. I don't know about the validity of it. I just remember there were allegations. Yeah, but that's the thing when I because I, I started watching it really late, right before I've learned about that. But I watched mm-hmm. it like was it? Um, I think you watched end it after of two thousand nineteen came out. I watched it. No, I watched it after like four or five seasons were out. Like I watched. Dude, there's it. only two seasons. There's only two. Oh, I never finished it. I watched it like after before the allegations but right after the second season so it had been out for a while and no one was talking about it anymore okay i think there were two or three Mm -hmm. seasons i don't remember i watched it when it first came out because i was a big fan of aziz ansari um after having watched parks and recreation where he did fall Mm -hmm. into that trope where he was clearly a brown person but he i guess Mm -hmm. like his ethnicity was never disclosed within the show Mm -hmm. and he went by the name tom so it was a very, oh, really? definitely a very white, yeah. whitewashed version. Um, but then this show was definitely like a stark contrast to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think things, depending on who the creators are, I think as more people of color end up in positions, like these things are changing. Like that show that Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling made, um, you definitely see... Um, Never brown, Have I Ever? Never Have I Ever, yeah. You definitely see brown people mm-hmm. being portrayed like not as those typical tropes or typical stereotypes mm-hmm. the wilds too um yes, we'll, the we'll watch well. later we'll talk about later yeah the the brown girl in there very different very different than the traditional traditional trope and i very much enjoyed that or actually unrelated or related but you know the the frat boy stereotype i was talking about you know in grownish the the brown kid from grownish frat boy stereotype it's definitely, it's just like one or the two. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't like him. I don't really like Grownish that much. I, I think I've seen the first few episodes because I, I, I was really excited about the concept I, of the idea. I think the show started the year we became freshmen. Like when we started our freshman no, year I think of college is when the show started. A bit after. 
I think it started a bit after we were freshmen. We were already in it college, like, I think, when it started. We were already in college, but it was our around the same time. Year. Like, th- it came mm-hmm. out during our freshman year. Because I remember watching a few episodes with my freshman roommate. I, I She mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy it, but I was not a fan. <laughs> I, I didn't. We can talk about Grownish, too. <laughs> At some point, I just didn't vibe with it. One thing else, something else that I did not notice, but was pointed out to me, is the queer baiting in this show. In Bridgerton? Yeah. You know how the middle brother, like, he was, like, experiment. He didn't experiment. He was, like, um, what was he doing? He went to the painting thing, yes. painting session, and then he realized that, that, like... Is that what we're calling it now? Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Well, it was a painting session. It was, like, a an evening... Uh, I don't know what to call an it. Is it speakeasy? Okay, continue. <laughs> a speakeasy? <laughs> a place where adults go to mingle in the evening <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to call it so some people are saying that like making hit the middle brother's like sexuality really ambiguous and like he was curious and ex- they didn't experiment but they didn't develop it anywhere mm-hmm. it was i think it was kind of like an attempt to get a queer audience but not actually give them anything you know what i mean interesting I, but I'm not. This is like I don't know anything about the show, that. and I haven't read the books. But I do know that there are eight or nine books. You said right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. each of the characters gets their own book. So maybe they develop it in that person's, in like his individual story. I think I'm just gonna have to either Google what all the books look like, or at least read them to understand how much they're. You'd really to the commit plot. yourself to those books. Could you actually I would do that? I could not. It depends on the writing. I love historical fiction, is, but I could not. The, the, it depends on what the writing looks like. If it's as atrocious as what... Well, not atrocious. Bridgerton was not atrocious. But if it's like anything like the, mm-hmm. the, sh- the, the show was, I don't think I can read it. Yeah. But if it's not... If it's better, then maybe. But I don't do historical yeah. fiction, so I'm going to have to be really pushed. The was, one thing... Mm? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, um, the last thing was just like the performative performative diversity which we've definitely touched mm-hmm. you know like definitely touched not not I doing enough we'll say one thing about the books themselves so this there is a section of so it, within chiclet it's like what the the big genre is called like i i think that I term that is term. so derogatory I, within it's a chick movie ugh, like chick flick i hate those terms i think they're so mm-hmm. derogatory and also Men definitely consume that media as well. Anyways, <laughs> in um with it in, within like historical fiction, there is like this subsection. It's not, it's not even it's like barely historical fiction because I think that's I'd call them like period pieces within mm. fiction. There is this mm-hmm. like entire section that takes place in the eighteen hundreds, specifically in the eighteen hundreds, like the early eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. probably like eighteen hundred to eighteen seventy ish. Um, mm-hmm. or like to 1900 in England, mm-hmm. um, where the story revolves around the du- like the, around the aristocracy. Like maybe there will be a peasant woman, but like the story is centered on the aristocracy. And there's mm-hmm. so many books in that genre. I read a few when I was in high school. It's not my favorite genre, and I've noticed that the books do get really repetitive. So I think it's really cool that they picked up a book from like a book series from that genre because there's so many of them and they're so repetitive so i do think there's probably something Mm -hmm. in those books to make them stand out so much i mean i i get the appeal to it i get why people so many people 
liked Bridgerton. I do. Like, I enjoyed it as something that I watched in passing, would never rewatch it, Mm-mm. except for, for a couple of episodes. I think but, I, um, I binged it all, like, a day or two after it came out. I binged it, and I definitely fa- I fast-forwarded in things that I'm not engaged in, so I fast-forwarded quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it was entertaining. We, we forgot to talk about one thing that we had talked about before, but hated, about Daphne. So, okay, this is obviously, if you got here by now, you know this is a spoiler, but, like, (laughs) Daphne, the rape scene, the, and, like, I don't even know what to consider, so, okay, this is not a PG conversation, so I don't even know how to do this, but she, the entire goal of Daphne was, right, to have a husband, to then marry some dude, but then she ends up... (sighs) getting with the duke who told her from day one from the get-go what did he tell her i do not want to have kids i don't want children i what believe does he phrased do? it as i can't give you kids i can't give you what you what you want but i'm sure he used a plethora of ways of saying it doesn't matter point is the fact that she didn't know like if you've gotten to this point you already understand that the point of the show is that she didn't have a basic like she, they, she did they not never, have a basic sex sexual ed. education. Sex ed was <laughs> yeah, never I'm sure in the 1913 they had a whole. Yeah, they were like, all right, no, I think this is 1813. 1813. Her mother, her her parents never gave her the talk, so she did not have an understanding of how babies were made, and nope. that is why she was in for a bit of a shock when she realized that her husband was not in fact impotent and she does at one point rape her husband which i found to be yeah, very after- disturbing as i was watching it happen i was like she did not just do that yep yeah because because what was happening was he was um i don't think we need to go into the details of it just explain your reactions um it, it was just like I saw the look of shock on his face, right? And she was very, she came in with the intent of today you are giving me a child, right? Mm-hmm. And then she was really upset. Like, how could you lie to me? How could you, how could you do this to me? You married me even though you had no intention of giving me a child. And he had an entire reason. He didn't want um, a kid because his father, his father had been, it was a horrible, horrid, horrid man, horrible father. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to continue his line as a, as a, thing of principle he said i'm not going to give you any grandchildren i'm not continuing the hastings line Mm -hmm. it ends and it dies with me and he made that promise to his dad on his dot like as he was dying on his deathbed right and so little miss daphne rolls around saying that i want my perfect husband and you know what sucks you know what sucks about the entire thing is that she was being courted by a prince mr jean page he or reggae jean page whatever he was a duke and she's being courted by a whole prince who wants children, who has the intent of giving her the life that she wants. But no, Daphne was upset because Daphne was in love. She was in love with the handsome, whatever, Simon. And then finds out that, oh, by the way, you can't. I will not be giving you any kids. He's not actually impotent. He's just choosing not to give her kids. And she loses his, her mind and decides that, nah, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And that was I'm just, not defending I don't, I, her actions mm. in any way. I just, I want to know if if she thought that that was okay. I don't know, actually. I feel, if she thought she was justified in her actions, you mean? 
Yeah. I don't... I think she thought that so. Because her behavior afterwards, right? When That's he stopped true. talking to her, when he avoided her, she was like, how could you... She basically invalidated the entire reason that he didn't want to have children in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, right? Because when we're like when we're on tiktok and we see a lot of women who have their experiences of when they want to get hysterectomies but their husband their doctors are like did you is your husband okay with you not with you having hysterectomy or is your husband okay with you being on birth control we get really mad on women's behalf for not wanting kids but this is the one time this man is like i'm he's very he was honest ish i mean i think he was honest with her with the interpretation that like her mother had explained to her how i think he was under I think he had the understanding that she knew. But even if he didn't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like we can't speculate too much. I think overall, like, in terms of what we can see, what happened was wrong. And... But the thing... But my thing is, I don't really know if young women were lied to like that in that time. I feel like they knew how... What procreation... Like, what was involved in that. Like, I don't think that... I don't know. This is the accuracy of... I don't know. This. We need a historian for that. The only thing I will say <laughs> about the show itself is that that happens and then no one ever comments on how wrong Mm-mm. that was. Because it happens, like, it, it, it's, it takes, like, five seconds for the entire, ten seconds maybe for the entire thing to go down. And if you look away, you miss it. And the only thing I mm-hmm. worry about is if someone young is young and impressionable is watching this. That's true. And sees it. Um and then thinks that it's they're justified in doing that. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. or just or like, like gets the wrong idea about what is and is not okay. And I'm not saying... Like what is considered sexual assault and what exactly. isn't. You mean? But also, yeah. does media have the responsibility to disclose? Yes. Does it? I think it, I I think think it so. does as well. I think so. I wish like, I think a little so. disclaimer because at the end or at the beginning. Because usually no, shows be- that have something like that, they, they issue trigger warnings. Any, a show that has, for example, suicide, like if you remember 13 Reasons Why, yeah. at the end of each show, or at least at the beginning of each show, they always have a message of like, if you need help, here's where... Mm-hmm. They, they they talk about the fact that the content that they're about to show yeah. is is triggering and that the content that they're about to show, it's like, it's not for all people to That's watch. That's a good point. You know? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, even mm-hmm. in on like TV shows that come on like cable, they always have, mm-hmm. like when something bad is happening to an actor... Or an actress, like mm-hmm. an actor and actress is being abused or they're being like, if there's a character that's being abused or there's a character that's contemplating suicide, they always have that actor or actress go on TV mm-hmm. either before or after the show and be like, hey, we and just want to like, let you know that these resources are available. Like even in Grey's Anatomy, like Shonda Rhimes' earlier mm-hmm. show, the the mm-hmm. characters would do that. I know in the beginning, like there was a character who committed suicide and mm-hmm. um, that person went like they went on like they had them record a thing about hey like these are some mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. so knowing that does that mean that the producers did not think that was valid or need necessary for this then for this show it's possible that they didn't think about it that way exactly i'm curious if it was which is pretty bad a pointed choice or if it was just like ignorance either way it's like not excusable i just think that that might be a potential danger of a show like this because i do think that that was typically when there are scenes of sexual assault it's like very pointed and obvious and this is definitely one of mm-hmm. those things where you first of all it's a woman having it done to a man which thanks to gender exactly. roles, like we don't typically see that as sexual consider assault. on assault, top of that yeah. the fact that it's in such a unique way um 
I I don't think that this is unique because we'd be able to identify it very easily if the rules were reversed. That is right. If it was, if he was doing that to her, we would be able to be like, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Stop that. Like, for example, like, um, when people like poke holes in condoms or when they like, yeah, we we identify that. That's true. I take back what I said. You're right. So, and I think it's just that maybe they did not, they didn't consider it assault, Mm -hmm. which fault, like you said, the fact that it was a woman doing it to a man, we don't see it that way. Yeah. But I, I, and I, and I think that's really, really dangerous because when we consume that, I really hope people weren't like, yes, Daphne, take it. And I I haven't seen anyone say that yet. No. At all. I've seen a lot of women actually condemn that behavior. I have But I think well. it's because we recognize that it's bad. But also the people that I've seen condemning it are definitely people that are my age or older. Um, and I'm that's sure true. that there are younger people or people that just aren't super knowledgeable about the subject consuming this media as well. Mm-hmm. And if they're not... Mm-hmm. also consuming that media about condemnation um i don't know the message that it puts across and i think um the producers could have been a little bit more responsible in terms of the media oh, yeah, absolutely. content that they're putting out absolutely but like one one last thing about bridgerton is i i don't think i like the main actor anymore um because of how arrogant he seems in the interviews <laughs> um look I watch a couple of interviews. With every time I watch something, I watch interviews. But uh, he, women in who interview him, flock like just jump at him, and he loves it. And I, I, you know, I don't find that attractive. <laughs> so that personal assessment I, aside, um, I will say Bridgerton. Oh, should we rate it like out of five stars or something? Out of five stars, I would honestly, I'd give it a, a three and a half. I think I'd give it a. Th- three i don't even let's do, let's do different categories let's do different categories right in okay. terms of like visual i think it was visually appealing i give it like a four in visual oh, i like yeah. watching i like I'd looking a, at it. it's very beautiful point five actually i think okay. it was very visually i thought appealing. you didn't like halves no i'd give it a 4.5 i think it was solid okay no okay. i go back to a four, four here right well let's a four. stay away from the halves i give it a four. visually appealing if 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 the society was not racist, if racism did not exist in terms of casting, mm-hmm. I would actually give it a four as well, right? Given that racism exists, I give it a two <laughs> or even a one. Like, are you saying overall? In, terms, in terms of, of like casting, um, casting in terms oh, of casting, casting, I give it a two. If racism did not exist, yes, right. I would give it a four because I think mm-hmm. that the dynamics between the characters, I like the actors. I don't yes. the actors and their the their acting was really good yeah but with the fact that racism exists in our society i would Mm -hmm. give it a one and a half or two yeah i think in terms of maturity i'd give it Mm. i'd give it a four or even a five like like the thing is a five doesn't mean it it was good a a five like just i just mean like how how many mature themes were in it it's probably a four to a five a four yeah like like how stimulating it was like okay yeah i was able to dive into it and be entertained i just mean like the different mature themes that were covered like in terms of what mature themes were covered sex violence i guess we never talked about anthony and his trope either and that was a mature theme that was a pretty mature theme yeah that is true Maybe if season okay, two fine. comes out, then we'll do we'll do we'll do a second part. We'll redo it. Okay, and yeah. then um, what else? Music. Oh my god, the music is th- gorgeous. I love. I like that. the fact that it was pop music, but mm-hmm. classical. 
That was a really interesting twist. I don't know. I find that I enjoy because I think they were the point is they weren't trying to make it a historical piece. Like they were trying nope. to get young they were people fun to with watch it. it. Historical dramas, like if you watch like a true British historical drama, its target audience is not young people. It is like middle aged women. It's not even me. It's you. And You're me. a middle aged woman. It is now? middle aged women <laughs> and me. So <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, um, I don't think there's anything else to rate it on right no the costumes but we already talked about that now we already talked about that no. i think i would not we should give it an that. overall rating though but overall i would give it a three a three yeah, yeah. would not watch again i don't think it would not watch again a rewatch it does not but i liked it the first time mm-hmm. well, it, was it was like, a, like okay, it was yeah. entertaining the first time so if someone is like looking for something different to watch and maybe trying to get into historical historical dramas historical pieces but mm-hmm. doesn't know where to start i think this is a good stepping stone it is a good stepping stone yes mm-hmm. yeah and or if you're into something very gossip girl-esque it's oh this is very we didn't even talk about the gossip girl aspect to it we didn't talk about it but i will say like just as we're ending because we are going like quite over um we are i totally called who lady whistledown was going to be in like the third episode and it bothered me that i was right i really hoped that I would be wrong. Her character made me so sad. I was kind of mad at her, but yeah. I get her. But I, I was like, mad at her, her but I, I get her. I was pissed at her. Yeah. But also, like, I hated how predictable it was. I hated yeah. that I could I mean, figure it out. There really wasn't any other option, was there? I don't Not know. I was low-key hoping it would be the queen or something. Just to throw me off. This, it, it couldn't <laughs> be the queen. But the thing is, the, the fact that her friend, like Eleanor, she it's just Eleanor's gonna feel so betrayed like later on right right okay so uh (laughs) okay but that's all for today okay um that is all for us today that was a good study break I think we both have to go do disgusting I have to go eat you can go work I have to go eat I'm gonna go eat now as well but after that I have a lot of work to do and you have a lot of work to do but it was really nice to connect with all of you again we will be posting normally at some point at some point at some point. <laughs> at um, some point but thank you guys for joining us but thank you for um, joining us today thank you for the pleasure of your time um bye bye <laughs> tired of lying awake tossing and turning just hoping for a few hours of sleep get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind tempurpedic only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep. All night, every night. Now's a perfect time to renew your sleep with the one-of-a-kind comfort of Tempur-Pedic and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. It's a new year, and with T-Mobile, it's not about how far apart we are. It's about how close we can be. So we're bringing out our best deal. Right now, get the iPhone 12 on us on every single plan with eligible iPhone trade-in. So I can FaceTime with my sister in Savannah. That's right. The iPhone 12 on us on every plan. All on America's 5G leader in coverage. T-Mobile. With 24 monthly bill credits and a new line plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us for well-qualified buyers. Qualifying consumer plan required. See coverage and offer details at T-Mobile.com. 